Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. She is Wonder Girl. With her newly found power, she must now fight the evil forces that will seek to destroy the world. No, not the world. The entire world. Damn, boy, you thick. Like, if you try to say that in Portuguese, um, caralho, homem, estás forte. Like, you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't... I feel like you're yelling. Sounds... Oh, yeah, kung fu action in there, man. Huh, you know, just like the kid. And we are live. So, this is Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network podcast presentation number 175. This is the Triforce podcast. I, of course, am one Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man, and to my left, well, huh, well, that's the ever-changing box. Right now, you'll see Katarina Thermoscara, Catco Google, wonderful woman, and Wonder Cat, next nickname pending. Um, you'll also maybe see... Just, maybe our... we could just stick with one. Could we just pick one? We have I, I'm, I'm never going to remember any of that. Christopher Bristow, the old man. And then also popping in and out there will be one, our Iron Kelly. Hi. Hey, there he is. This is timing out perfectly. And of course, the <laughs> omnipotent presence that is our big brother. Stephen Beaverell. And, of course, we start off this podcast um, the same damn way. Tonight, Batman's got soul! Snyder goes black and white. Latinx Johnny Five, hold my beer console and more on the Triforce podcast. And we want to start off going over here to PJANDWH. We're going to find all of the funniest moments, as well as last week's Triforce podcast. Eating friend chicken and popcorn with chopsticks, as well as the last uh, Lug Nuts podcast, Red Eye Crate Engine Versa. And, of course, we'll be coming back with another Triforce or Lug Nuts podcast this Sunday. Uh, We found out Big Brother actually has pneumonia. So that's why there wasn't a Lug Nuts. So we'll come back at it next week with all the crazy luggy and nuttiness on Sunday because, turns out, there's a lot going on in the automotive news. So we have uh, our first story, which is Batman, Soul of the Dragon. We get a trailer with that, which is a little bit below. Um, Warner Brothers is taking us back in time to the 1970s in this first trailer. We see a sideburn Bruce Wayne being trained in uh, martial arts uh, to battle the monsters of this world and beyond. And uh, the Dark Knight's uh, fellow heroes in training are Richard Dragon uh, from uh, John Wick uh, Chapter 3, Parables of Mark and Darkos. Uh, Lady Shiva uh, X2, X-Men's United, Kelly Hoon, and then we have Ben Turner, the Bronze Tiger. So all those are Batman's sparring partners, and uh, Batman's got sideburns, so what else do you need to know? You know, it's 1970s, <laughs> you know, 1970s kung fu act. Like, you know, Cardboard Kelly gets what I'm saying. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this loop could go on for hours. Just me pointing back and forth at Cardboard <laughs> Kelly. But I'm really liking the trailer um, because you have uh, this is an Elseworlds kind of sing- uh, song for their animated series to where it's not in canon, but this is just a 1970s 
uh, Batman who will make you shut your mouth. <laughs> so, uh, Sammy Lou of Reign of Bat, uh, the Reign of Superman, Batman Killing Joke is directing and uh, producing Soul of the Dragon. Working on the screenplay is Jeremy Adams from Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. So, those two alone this involved really in this project. I gotta say, that's probably why this looks so good and it sounds so interesting. Seriously, um, you I mean, know, fashion alone is worth it. You know, <laughs> yeah. fashion, you and your Wonder Woman cup, <laughs> looking straight out of the Golden Age. <laughs> but I'm really liking this, man. I think that uh, you get Batman in the 70s, it'll be great. But the other thing that's great, it's rated R. So you're getting the rated R kind of 70s vibe from this. And it arrives on digital platforms January 12th, 2021. Hits uh, 4K Ultra HD combo and Blu-ray on January 26th, 2021. So the Batman's, uh, you know, sporting sideburns and he's getting a little hoya kung fu action in there, man. Huh, you know, just like the king. But action grip. What the kung fu action? Something else that may have a little kung fu action? Well, that's the next story, man. Because, uh, well, actually, no kung fu action. But it's the Critics' Choice Super Awards. What the hell is that? Uh, skip that. Um. The Super Awards, we're pretty much going scrolling down to the bottom for the main um, advertisement. No. Scroll down, scroll down. You missed a good there you go. I'm just um, saying. <laughs> control, and, <laughs> control and zoom in on this story because we're here for the words because the Critics' Choice Super Awards nominations are up. This is the first of two. Steve, uh, hit hold control and zoom in so we can see some Big and there we go. Um, so I know what the heck's going on. Yeah. So Critics' Choice Super Awards nominations are up, airing on the CW on Sunday, January 10th <laughs> on 2021, as a two-hour special at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, film nominations: they have Best Actor, uh, Best Action Movie for Bad Boys for Life, The Five Bloods, Extinction. Greyhound, uh, The Hunt, Mulan, The Outpost, and Tenet. Um, and out of best, best action movie. Now, I mean, I mean obviously, this is going to be a very subjective uh, a kind of award season because not everybody has seen Tenet. You know, Bad Boys for Life came out early enough to where you really didn't have to worry about um, COVID. But it still didn't do really well. You know what I mean? It didn't really pull the kind of numbers that any of these really didn't pull vast amount of numbers. So I'd imagine that it's a little bit hard to judge. You know? I mean, maybe Tennant was the best action uh, actor in an action movie. I don't know. I stopped believing award shows years ago. Best actor in an action movie. They have Tom Hanks, Chris Helmsworth, uh, Caleb uh, Ladry Jones, Jones. uh, Delroy Lindo. There we go. Will Will Smith. Smith. John David Washington. Yeah. 
So, best actors. I mean, obviously, Will Smith, a lot of big names here. Uh, big, uh, best actresses in an action movie. They have uh, Betty Gallopin. Yalif Lou. Yes. Blake Lively, which is Ryan Reynolds' wife. Woo! Hope she wins. Um... <laughs> okay. What? I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan. I want his wife to do I good had too. Biggest crush on her. She, I thought she was so hot. I don't even know who she is. First off, Kelly, she is very hot, and this guy approves. That's right. I don't know who you're pointing at. Cardboard cutout. The cardboard cutout of you. Uh, well, oh, I'm, you don't know. I have the cardboard cutout of you sitting beside me. Ah, uh, I can see you didn't share your screen this week. So I don't know what's going on. No, I can't share the screen. Otherwise, the people won't be able to see you. Uh, and yeah. that's the important That's part. why Chris shared out the bookmarks. Yeah, he's I using the laptop. So, best animated movie. We have, This is very subjective because we have Onward. We Over have, the Moon. Over the Moon. Uh, a Sean the Sheep movie. Farmageddon. Soul. <laughs> so it's pretty much animal animal the, farm. The, the Willis Boys. What? The, what is this shit? The Willung the Wallingless Boys. Walling Wallingsbees. The Wallingsbees. The Willoughbees. There you go. Good yeah. lord. Thank God we have an adult. Um, <laughs> oh, good. There's an adult in the room. Good. Good. Aren't you <laughs> I was wondering. Those links? <laughs> Thank God Kat get, has the stories and she can guide us through. Uh, what's the next one? Wolfwalkers. There yeah. we go. On Apple. Um, best voice actor in an animated movie. Jamie Foxx for Soul. Will Forte. Tom Holland for Onward. We have John Krasinski as Animal Crackers. I want to know what animal cracker he was. Was he the giraffe or was he the elephant? Give me a look at it. Don't know. <laughs> Chris Pratt and Sam Rockwell off on that one. So, best voice actress in the movie. We have Tina Fey, Hunter Confenzi, Maya, <laughs> Maya Rudolph, <laughs> Philip So, uh, Octavia Spencer, and Eva Whitaker. Um, Never heard of any of them. Best superhero movie. This one has a big, I don't know. Now, first off, it's Birds of Prey, The Old Guard, The Secret Society of Second Born Royals, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Sonic the Hedgehog, I really don't (laughs) see as a superhero. Now, yes, in the classic sense... You can define him as a superhero because he goes through the hero's story in that movie, and you know he really. It, it, yes, you could put that moniker on him, but I don't see Sonic the Hedgehog as a fucking superhero. But the hero would have been would have been the main character. Who was played by who saved Sonic? Yes, who was that? Uh, was that James Marsden? Yes, it was James Marsden. Cyclops himself. Yes, that's a fucking superhero! I get <laughs> it's 2020, and you pick the absolute worst year ever to have a super awards, but as far as superhero movie, you're putting Sonic the Hedgehog in there. That's That's like nominating Judas Priest for Best Metal Band Grammys. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Jim Carrey's like the nomination on the next one. I know, but then we have one that I like, which is Best Actor in a Superhero Movie. You have Skylar Astin, Jim Carrey, 
That's it. That's all I need to mention in that list. Jim Carrey. He's, I want him to win because he's the fucking man. Ewan McGregor, though, and Ben Schwartz. And don't forget... It wasn't James Schwartz. It was Ben Schwartz. Or no, that was... No, Ben. it was James Martin. Ben Schwartz was the voice of I would like to see the old guard sweep it. The old guard was really good. I did like that. the hedgehog. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, still, I like I like that having uh you know uh, the Jim Jim Carrey in there, but you know two for Sonic that's a bit much, you know Sonic the Sonic character uh, that uh, and um, Doctor Robotnik both of those characters were equally as good in the movie because Jim Carrey was fucking Jim Carrey. I truly believe he was Dr. Robotnik behind the scenes of that movie. <laughs> he he's a method actor. He was <laughs> Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, so, Jim, Carrey was play- Jim Carrey was played by Dr. Robotnik. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's what I saw from that. Good job. Jim Carrey stole that movie. Like He, he did. Every, he that does movie. that in every movie, though. Jim Carrey's a genius. He's genius. Man. I love, he's I stealing him. SNL right now, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, best actor in a superhero movie. In the Biden. Yeah, we'll have to go to Jim Carrey. But best actress in a superhero movie, we have Kiki Lane, Peyton Elizabeth Lee. We have Margaret Robbie, uh, Journey Smollett, Charlize. She's Canary. Uh, Charlize Theron. So on this one, I'm sorry, I gotta go with Margaret Robbie. Um, I absolutely loved her in every iteration she did as Harley Quinn. I really wasn't a big fan of the Birds of Prey movie when I watched it, but I loved Margot Robbie. That's why I watched it. Because she portrays Harley Quinn well. Okay. And Charlize Theron in The Old Guard, that's a tough one between the two, though. Because Charlize Theron was baller in that fucking movie. That was, I, that, like, when you saw Netflix come out with Bright and they first tried to, you know, come out in the fantasy realm, it was like, ah, that's cute. But Old Guard, <laughs> that was, that was a I step like up. That, that was brutal. It was fucking real. And you didn't, like, these are immortals that don't know that they, how many lives they have to go. It's not like the Highlander. They're not like, yep, keep going until your head gets chopped off. There can only be one Highlander. <laughs> you know, this, these guys are like, hey man, don't shoot me. I don't know if I got another regeneration left. They're like the doctor on his 12th go. He's like, mm, it's kind of dicey. We'll touch you here. I don't know how this is going to go. But that's where I really loved that movie, where I'm with Kat in a way that where I really would like to see the old guard really step up and just take over everything. Also because this was a, a film that came out on a on a streaming channel, not yeah. in the theater, yeah. and it, it would leave credence, I think, to the kind of content that they're putting on these streaming channels now they're they're putting yeah. out some really amazing and they amazing stuff they really and the old guard honestly and i have nothing i think margot robbie was a brilliant choice to be cast as um harley quinn i just don't think that anything that she has appeared in it has lived up to her talent yeah i can um, go with you there which is why i think i would like to see the old guard just sweep the whole thing because that, from beginning to end, everyone was there. the The script was there. You know, yeah. the, the acting was there, and, and it was just it was compelling. It wasn't something you expect to see. Something that's like 
made for TV. Yeah. And it was really compelling in the fact of, of the story. They just drug you along. And I see we got a comment. Yeah, and I'm I'm invested. I want to watch what comes next. I want to know. Like, I'm, I'm really hoping that we get more. Hector Roach says, Heavy Metal 2000. That um, was in 1985. So yes, it's it not really along the lines <laughs> that we're talking about. Um... Can we block Mark Hulk, from the Mark page? Said, he just said Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Can for this. Block him? Maybe for the next one, which is best horror movie. Um, <laughs> Hubby Halloween. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Freaky. Muted, Kelly. Uh, the Invisible Man. God Riley. Riley <laughs> the Rental. And Sputnik. So, Kelly, you might as well say the cheeky comment that you had when you were muted. That's Mark's favorite movie. <laughs> he told me this plenty of times in the shop. Yeah. And through Facebook, I had proof. You know, you were just convening after hours, and he was like, Kelly, I just, I got to tell you something. My, I, I can't stop watching it. He said he watched it with his wife, and his wife was like, this is the worst movie. And he was like, no, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. When she's, and when she said, this is the worst movie, you could, you it, could see the tear rolling down his face. As they were playing Jack as they were playing the best game, the best game We were going to spend our lives together! You were the chosen one! I have the high ground. <laughs> and Mark Gervais says... I'm going to fight you all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's also going to fight the best actor uh, actor in a horror movie, which is Sophie Dirich, uh, Pietor, I don't know these fucking names. Theodore Someone please say a name. You Michael Guzman, uh, Dan Stevens. Just because he has an, uh, a, a easy, name we can say, an easy name to pronounce, I'm going to go with him for top winner. Dan Stevens in the rental. Vote for him if you're a, a member of the Critics' Choice. Uh, and Vince Vaughn. I I know Vince Vaughn. And uh, really. Not personally. Personally? No, no, not personally. <laughs> I know him as an actor. Get him on, then. <laughs> Call him up. Where is he? I'll pick him up. But you may know him as Kingpin. Or Wilson Fisk. Oh, okay. To the public knowledge. The best Wilson Fisk. Absolutely. Um, but then we have uh, Best Actress, which is Haley Bennett. But that would have been um, Vincent D'Onofrio, not Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Fuck, no, he was in the same movie as him. <laughs> with the, uh, <laughs> He's been in the same movie as him that I was thinking of, though. No, Vince Vaughn. That was a horrible yeah. segue, sir. That was fucking awful. <laughs> but it wasn't. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. It wasn't a segue. Um, that was just a horrible comment. Vince Vaughn. I will be right back. Was in Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers, CSI. Yes, we have him on the screen now. CSI, um, or no, that the was breakup. the other guy. Um, no, Vince Vaughn was, yeah, the breakup and big movie actor. Vincent D'Onofrio. What are you saying is guys that look, every yeah. guy that's named Vince looks the same to you? Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very we're all, look, we're all just, against Vince. We're all just white guys. We're all yeah. the same. We, we're we pretty much like, interchangeable. No. Why do you think I wear the hat and the goatee? This is the only thing that distinguishes me from the rest of the white people on this show. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it. It's, I don't you know. There's like a man bun you're going to be growing. There's like three white guys on a show. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> One of them's cardboard. <laughs> this guy. No, not me. You. <laughs> anyway. So, best uh, science fiction and fantasy movie. We have Love and Monsters, Palm Springs, per, uh, Persona, Synchron. Possessor? Uh, Oh, there you go. Possessor, Synchronic, Synchronic yeah. and The Where Vast of Damn Night. It. He was making a sandwich. Great. Um, you can read the next uh, actor. Yeah, the best actor fiction. in a science fact, uh, science faction, science fiction and fantasy movie. We have Christopher Albot, uh, Jake Horwitz, Anthony Mackie. We could just stop there at Anthony Mackie. Because no, because you still got J.K. Simmons. I mean, all right, I, I was I, I was ignoring J.K. because obviously it would go to him. <laughs> I'm trying to give a little press to the young buck, Anthony Mackie. You know, you got to. Did you, did you actually watch Palm Springs? No, but it I like Anthony Mackie. Good. If it, it was a very well done, like they they built out the minutiae of the movie in like the first 10, 15 minutes, and you understood why. Now, one story then, I didn't add in there is that there's a, it's like a Chaos Order. It's with Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland, the two most sci-fi people you want in a movie together. That will be on this list next year. And I will watch that. This, I may come back around to, yeah. uh, to uh, Synchronic and Paradise and Palm Springs. I may come back to all that, especially since it has J.K. Simmons. Because I honestly do like him as... Um, as a character in or actor rather in anything that he does um best actress in a science fiction we have uh alien Ali Eliandes. i have fuck i am so sorry if i butcher your names by the way i am just apologizing right now i can't pronounce names hooked on phonics did not work for me at all you have to pay attention. I think That's you did good with that. That looks like Ali Ionitis to me. Really? Damn, I was bullshitting my way through that. Thank you. Um, Catherine <laughs> Langford. Syria <laughs> <laughs> McCormick. Chris, uh, Christina Milioti. Uh, Andrea <laughs> Rosenborough. And more that I will mispronounce. Um, I heard you you on that one. Like the hardest one he did all right, and then it just went. Yeah. Eaters out. There's no guarantees. No guarantees at all. But one guarantee, once again, coming around to best villain, we're circling back around to the man himself, Jim Carrey. It's Dr. So he's he's nominated as best superhero and best villain? Best uh, actor. Best actor. And. He'll probably win both, honestly, because he was a really... Honestly, I was skeptical before I saw that movie of Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Hey, buddy, one punch! (laughs) He's not on the list, though. Um, I was really skeptical of Jim Carrey until I saw him as Dr. Robotnik, and that's what really sold me. So that's where I really... I could see a Jim Carrey sweep in the categories that he's in. We also have Catherine Newton... Uh, for Freaky, we have Martin Short and Jane uh, Krakowski. Krakowski for the Wilbies. Uh, J.K. Simmons in Palm Springs again, and Hillary Swank in Martin Short. Awesome. Maybe I'll have to actually watch. I yeah, we may have to watch that, especially if it's J.K. <laughs> oh, see, Simmons. there's their 
There's their little asterisk. Superhero categories also include comic book and video game inspired movies. That's yeah, get around it. Whatever. Yeah. So hey. it's it's a little thing there, but the best best action series. Well, I think they did that because this was the first year that there was like no superhero like Marvel movies. Yeah, this in, is the first year movie. without Marvel movies since Iron Man. Correct. So this is a unprecedented time. That's why I say this is the worst time for the best critics' choice of award show in a, in a way because you have no Marvel movies, which it would have swept any Marvel movie or any Marvel property would have completely dominated in this. So we have best action series is nine one one Hannah Hunters SWAT Vikings Warrior. We and out of that, I mean, I have I've watched Vikings, and Vikings is always a good watch, especially since Vikings are popular again, um, especially with mainstream media and uh, Assassin's, you know, Creed. Assassin's Creed just releasing with Valhalla and right. uh, Violin Saga and all that. So there's, I, I kind of see, I would like to see Vikings, but I see one of the other shows like SWAT or Hunters actually pulling that because Hunters was Al Pacino. Hunters was really good. <laughs> I gotta see that one. I have I've heard good stuff about hunters, so I do want to see you'd that. Enjoy it. Hunting Nazis, and I heard it was kind of cheesy yep. a little bit as well. So. It's well, it's not what you expect it to be. Like okay. I went in when they're like, "Oh, it's a show about this," so I had certain you know ideas okay. of where it was going to go, and it, and it did not go the way that I thought it would go. And that, but you got Al Pacino. That's worth a watch right there. <laughs> yep. we He's one of those actors. Shows. I will watch in anything. He could be, you know, uh, Buddy the Clown. I'll still watch him. Reading the news. And the kid from um, The Lightning Thief, Percy Jackson. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Now you got me in. So I'll have to watch, check out that. But especially now I want that one to win. But best actor in an action series. Uh... David Diggs. There you go. Thank you. you do you want me to just read them for yes, you? Yes. Yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Can the adult in okay. the room do it? <laughs> uh, David Diggs for Snowpiercer. Andrew Koji for Warrior. Logan Lerman, who is Percy Jackson, uh, for Hunters. Alexander Ludwig for Vikings. Shamar Moore for SWAT. And Al Pacino for Hunters. So once again, Kelly had a problem with the double digs, but we have... You know, double digs in here with hunters. So once again, Percy Jackson and Al Pacino. I'm siding with the legend, Al Pacino. But I also still want to see the kid do good because I did. I loved him as Percy Jackson. I thought those movies were very Percy. entertaining. Um, best actress in an action series. We have Angela Bassett for 911. We have Jennifer Connelly and Snowpiercer. Uh, Esme Ma- uh, Creed Miles for Creed Hannah. Miles, yeah. Uh, Muriel Enos for Hannah. We have <laughs> Catherine Winnick for Vikings and Allison Wright for Snowpiercer. And uh, honestly, I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of siding. I'm kind of siding with. Uh, once again, Catherine Winnick for Vikings, because she was uh, um, the mom, right? Lagertha. Yeah, Lagertha. And she was a complete badass in that series. So I'm, I'm, I'm really liking that one. Best animated series, we have Archer, BoJack Horseman, Big Mouth, Central Park, Harley Quinn, Rick and Morty, and Star Trek 
lower decks. Obviously, I'm not going with the Viacom because they can suck it. Um, I don't see there's I don't see anything. There's nothing below Rick and Morty here. <laughs> I'm honestly <laughs> Rick, and Morty, Rick, and, Rick and Morty or uh, Harley Quinn because I watched I Harley Quinn. You're saying Bob can suck it. Yeah, yeah, but no, Harley Quinn was a very impressive animated series. It was adult. It was very much the you didn't. Ex- I didn't expect it to really hook me like it did, and especially with the advent of HBO Max this year, that really brought that whole series to the forefront for me. To where I really, you know, I saw this as a different Harley Quinn, and they took it in directions to where you didn't really expect it to go, like Commissioner Gordon being an alcoholic. Batman just being, you know, <laughs> so uh, what's his face from the, the UPS guy from Drew Carey? <laughs> oh, I know who you're uh, talking about. Uh, I can't Oswald? remember his name. Yeah, yeah the name of his character. His name was Oswald. You know his name, Chris. You say it all the time. What, Brent Hart. Uh, <laughs> no, no there's the name of the character. No, the tall one. Drew Carey. The tall one. The tall one. Not. I don't. The tall one with the dark hair. He was on Whose Line Is It at, Is It Anyway? No, he was got a very Ryan distinctive Stiles? voice. Not Ryan Stiles. The, no. The See, brown, the both of one? them were on. The black haired one. Both of them were on Drew Carey and Whose Line Is It Anyway. You can't go find that. Yeah, but the so voice he's got a very distinctive voice. He does a lot of voice acting. He was Batman. Voice acting. He did. He voice acted Batman. Um, comment in the chat if you know. But it, I don't even know how I got around to that guy. I got completely lost. Right. We're, got, the, we're moving on. The old so man's that. supercomputer let me down. Um, best actor. He gave a, me a really vague description. In in Diedrich Bader. Thank you. Diedrich Bader. That's d- different, yes. How did you not remember Diedrich <laughs> Bader? I said the UPS guy in, in Drew Carey. Obviously, that was Diedrich Bader. You got cobwebs in the computer, man. Get the air can. Blow it through the vents. Well, you know why. So, <laughs> so Drew best... Carey has been off the air for like 15 years. Cut the man a break. It was a great oh, no. show. It was an amazing show. It was an amazing show. Teacher go, go Vader. Back. Was, go back and give the old Drew Carey show a long time ago. <laughs> okay. well, well, Drew Carey it was a great show. Had, Drew Carey had... Like, Whoa, he, there's he, Kelly. Drew Carey <laughs> had one of the best flavor savers I've seen on television in the longest time. When he did like the, the extravaganza show, the one, the live one from, uh, yeah, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. No, not at all. No, his all. flavor saver though was like perfect. Okay, all right. I like mine, but mine. He not also there. did stand up comedy. Yeah, uh, he had an album, and on the album, he had a lot of uh, my dick so big that <laughs> jokes, and then you add whatever dick so big that. I just can't imagine sun. Drew Carey with a big dick. He doesn't look like a big dick. <laughs> He's a right. The, pers- <laughs> the Hollywood Babylon podcast with Ralph Garman and, and uh, Kevin Smith, they had an end segment they used to do, with, which was Liam Neeson's cock. And it was, <laughs> Liam Neeson's dick is so big, how big is it? And after the whole expose with him, they kind of stopped that. But yeah, one we yeah, go makes sense. with uh, to get taken. best actor. In I've never series. understood how we get to where we get sometimes. <laughs> never at all. It started. That's not to think about it. It all started with Diedrich Baker. Um, best actor in a vo- animated series is not a D somewhere. Is not Diedrich Bader. <laughs> it may be Will Arnett. 
uh, Hi John Benjamin, uh, Nick Kroll, John Did Mulaney. you just say Whoa. Hi John Benjamin instead of H John? I ben- did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining his name is his Hi, John. I, you <laughs> are a delight. <laughs> Thank you. John Mulaney, Jack Quaid, Justin Rolland, and J.B. Smoove. I'm just going to go with J.B. Smoove because of Smoove Bits so or whatever yeah, the advertisement he does. Be smooth, be cool, be Big Flex. Big Flex. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about Big Flex. I'm J.B. Smoove. I love those advertisements. He does have a smooth voice. That's the whole reason I want J.B. Smoove. And with the tax cab driver in date night when, when but no when, uh, i loved him as i loved him as king shark into the river i loved him as king shark in uh uh harley quinn jb smooth as king shark is amazing my god i love that i really hope jb smooth really fucking wins that because his voice and the voice acting he did in that series fantastic i love it um, best voice actress in an animated series, Kaylee Cuoco, Charlie <coughs> Quinn, Tawny Newsom, Maya Rudolph, Amy Sedaris, Aisha Taylor, and Jessica Walter. Uh, best superhero series, The Boys, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Doom Patrol, Flash, Lucifer, and Umbrella Academy. So we're getting into the meat of this and the whole reason why I brought this up. Um, I out of this the, these choices, what are you immediately siding with, old man? Because I'm I'm siding with the boys for this season. I, I've already sided with the boys on this because Flash kind of lost me. Lucifer, I haven't gotten into it. Umbrella Academy was okay. It was not from really. What a I heard full... with Lucifer that it kind of yeah. redeemed itself from its iteration on Fox onto Netflix. So okay, I will give that a number two in my book. Uh, all right. Um, Umbrella Academy would be the number three. Yeah. I'm well, Lu- I'm I'm going with Lucifer because me and Elise watched Lucifer together, and I actually really enjoyed that show. <laughs> okay. I mean, I really love the boys. Legends of Tomorrow kind of <laughs> fell off for me, so I haven't been up to date on that. Doom Patrol second season was not as good as the first, and I've I've watched Doom Patrol, and I really wasn't impressed. So. For me, it really comes down to the boys and Umbrella Academy, like because I haven't watched Lucifer. I know a lot of people say a lot of really great stuff about it, so I'd say those would be the top three that you're really looking at. Overall, though, I kind of see the boys bringing that home. Hey, so uh, we have. Uh, I'm just gonna run through the. Uh, we have John Cryer for best act, uh, best actor in a superhero series. We have John Cryer, uh, Tom Ellis. We have Grant yeah, Gustin. Yeah, end this year with with John Cryer, Anthony Starr, Carl Urban, and Chris Williams. He was a good Lex Luthor. He was. He, was. he um, delivered what was needed for that part for that. Series. Yeah, the the Lex Luthor that they needed for Supergirl. He was a perfect fit for it. Yeah, uh, best actress Melissa. Although Benoist. he's still ducky to me. Melissa Benoist, Aya Cash. Dane Guerrero, Elizabeth Marvel, Lily Reinhardt, <laughs> Kobe Smothers. I'm just trying to get through this first story. We're on like the fucking first story, if you could believe it. Um, so, best horror, names. best horror series, Evil, uh, The Haunting by Blind Manor, Outsider, Supernatural, and The yeah. Walking Dead. Um, this could be the end. And that's your that's your kind of which are you picking there, Cap? Because that's kind of right up your alley with the stuff that you're checking out. Uh, 
you know. I know you love your supernatural. Lovecraft country right now is that to me is is the very strongest that I see on that list. But my nostalgic heart, especially today with the very last episode of Supernatural airing, I kind of want to give it to them so they go out strong. But you still have to look, you still have Supernatural to look forward to. Hold on, Supernatural? <laughs> that show back from... How yeah. long has that show been on? It's been on for like uh, 32 years. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. It's still on the air? This is the last Holy season. Holy shit. the last episode yeah. ever. It that was on in the like the 90s, episode. I remember that. <laughs> that started in the, the Dawson's Creek. Like, <laughs> the hell? How, how long is that show been on? By math, if it was 15 years, that would be 2005. Well, Whatever. So that's where that lands. But Cap may also like this next story that's coming into the fold, which is you're still uh, missing a, Kat a was big, muted. big list. I'm not Wonder muted. Girl. You were. You were trying to say something. It looked like, and you're muted. Oh, no, I know I'm what not. I'm missing. I'm just moving on because. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw your lips moving. It didn't. Uh, it didn't look like. Uh, you know what? I do that sometimes when I read. I'm an immigrant. Okay. <laughs> 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 Immigrants aside, we have another immigrant to focus on, which how is say, Wonder how Girl. Say, uh, how you oh say, my god, I love her so much. How do I say what? Nothing. That's Como se How to say... Okay. I'm a child of immigrants. I was born here. Excuse me. <laughs> so, Aren't Wonder Girl. Series is in the works. Greg Belanti and the CW are breaking more ground in the new series for Wonder Girl. The drama series is based on the DC character created by Joel Jones, executive producer and co uh, co showrunner Dillian Rodriguez uh, from Queens of the South, who will also be writing the show. So we have. I love it. Summer. I love her outfit. I love mm-hmm. her look. I love the red across the face. I love the attitude that she's giving in that picture. I'm yeah. here for it 100%. Let's oh, go. yeah, man. So we have the series will follow, will center around Yara Floor, which, for those <laughs> of you who don't know, is a Wonder Woman who doesn't even have a comic yet. It's coming in the field, it's coming in 2021, and they're already doubling down on this Wonder Girl character. To where they're going to give her an origin and backstory in the Berlantiverse. Meanwhile, in January, you're going to see her in full-fledged Wonder Woman future state glory. I sense. How angry would you be if it it was a flop? I sense (laughs) a a tie-in with the movie. I sense it just as like a nod and a lead. Just enough. To tie it into 84. So Yara Flor is a Latin dreamer who was born an Amazon warrior and a Brazilian river god. Because, you know, that happens. And she learns that she is Wonder Girl. With her newly found powers, she must now fight the evil forces that will seek to destroy the world. No, not the world. The entire world. The entire world. This is, of course, uh, the recently revealed new Wonder Woman from DC's Future State event, and it will serve as a backstory 
to the comics, and this is one of two famous WB-controlled IPs Berlanti Productions is in development on, and the other one, you may know, it's a live-action Powerpuff Girls series. Live-action? For the, D- the CW, or the DW, because you got to add the D. Um, okay. But no, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Probably not. Don't <laughs> add the D with the Powerpuff Girls. That's called rape. But um, you have a lot. <laughs> Kelly's face. <laughs> we have a lot he of has stuff. To speak for the audience to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now we can see your face. <laughs> This is my happy oh. face. If you could have saw my face as soon as you said it, you would like Chris that you would laugh. And I was, as soon as you just said it, my face went. <laughs> um, I can't believe you said that. Mark oh. wants you to mute me because I said to block him. Okay, <laughs> I was looking at the chat. I see our boy J Boy <laughs> McNeil in there, J Bo and uh, Mark and everybody commenting over there. I got to stand in my way, um, but. As much promise as this story is, and it's really great because you have uh, Supergirl ending. Now you have Wonder Girl, or, you know, in a different universe. Berlanti is really tipping his, or, or same universe, but you're getting Wonder Girl in this whole universe. They have avoided Wonder Woman in the Berlanti-verse. And now they're just saying, nope, we're getting the Brazilian River Goddess. And that's going to be in there. I think that's a, a nice poll, and it's okay. going to be the first Latina, uh, yeah, the first Latina ca- superhero character on live action. So the the Berlanti verse is continuing to just shatter and break new grounds. So that's really what these comics and everything are based on. So I got to say, that's nothing but a big bucket of win. Um, another thing that is a big bucket of win. Well, it wasn't on my Christmas list. That was Gail Godot. But I will settle for Wonder Woman 1984 releasing in theaters and on HBO Max. You can't blame me for wanting Gail Godot under the tree, all right? I'm only a man, and she's amazing. (laughs) But it looks like a leaked trailer online forced the WB to confirm that the film will finally be released on the Christmas Day in theaters as well as free on the HBO Maxes. So uh, it will be I'm there for a month. You'll have it from <laughs> December 25th to January 25th. Watch this goddamn thing as much as you want. I know I will. I'm going to be riding the lightning with Wonder Woman. All right, not in that sense, but... It, what the hell are you doing? It's <laughs> <right> <laughs> We're going to do a whole expensive. bunch of drugs and watch Wonder Woman 1984 like it is 1984! Whole bunch of cocaine! No. Not here you're not. <laughs> not here you're not. It's going to be a rave! A Wonder Woman rave! No, but I'm really excited for this film because we should have already seen it seven times by now. It was supposed to be released on my birthday. It was going to be my birthday present to myself. And then here we are. Well, now. I'm going to still try to see it at a theater, though. If there are any theaters open, I will buy the whole row if I have to. And that is what Patty Jenkins did tell you to do. She said, you know, if you can safely go to a theater and experience it there. But this is, she took to Twitter 
And she confirmed the news. I will wear a hazmat suit. I don't care. And she says at some point you have yeah. to choose. I don't think that's a watch just, party for Jenger's watch party incoming in. So just saying. I don't know. I'll be pretty weepy. And that will be comedy. So. Patty <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins says that at some point you have to choose to share any love and joy you have to give over anything else, everything else. Uh, we love our movie as we love our fans. So we truly hope that our film brings a little bit of joy and reprieve to all of you this holiday wings. season. She had wings there? Yeah, man. Okay. Now with wings. All right. That's your golden armor. Yes. Variety previously that, reported cool Warner shit. brother uh, Warner's executives were considering a possibly of either uh, two possibilities of either delaying it to the summer of 2021 or a streaming release. However, director Patty Jenkins had remained adamant that the sequel should not skip theater release entirely. So that's where we get now. You'll be able, if the theaters are open where you are, you can go in there, watch the movie. If not, you have HBO Max on there, and you can still watch the movie, and it's going to be a great time. So I still think that this is, it is an option for the future. If you pay for these premium streaming services, give us the option to watch the content, just like they're doing here with Wonder Woman. I like how they're making it free if you already have the subscription, unlike other um, places that are still making you pay extra on top of your subscription to see their new releases. (laughs) Disney Plus! Damn, that cough is going around. Wow, (laughs) that really traveled the universe, huh? Well, I'll tell you what, the next story is also traveling the universe. Like, these stories are black and white. Because Zack Snyder is going black and white in this new trailer for the Just Us League. Um, In his tweet, Us United, he uh, released it on his Vero account to celebrate the three-year anniversary. And, of course, it's that Hallelujah song again. Um, It's essentially the same footage that we have seen, which, with slight new ones, like Darkseid, Superman, Cyborg, if you blink, you might miss it. Snyder has also uh, let it be known on his Vero that, much to Mark's chagrin, there's over 150 minutes of unseen footage in the miniseries. And he is very adamant to say, fuck you, Joss Whedon. I'm not adding any of your shit. This is my movie. So I got to like what the man's doing. Mark says, I'm pretty pumped. Nice. He's probably pr- not pretty pumped about this story because he hates Zack Snyder. No, yeah, okay. It's fine. I'm, ass- I'm assuming he's about. not pumped about Zack Snyder all the all of a sudden no, because like two no. podcasts ago he said he wanted to fight him. Okay. He may have turned over a new leaf. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's has he seen the footage? <laughs> have you seen the footage? <laughs> Maybe you really are pumped. He's just judging a book by its cover. But that's okay. We love It's a movie. Him. That's that's what you do. Exactly. So the actually they Zack Snyder actually used the Fantastic Beasts set to film some of the reshoots for Ezra Miller. And the way they did it is Ezra had his old flash garb or whatever he had to be in the shot. And then they had Zack Snyder on the old iPod, uh, iPad on a iPod. Zoom call. 
I'm sorry, what? They had Zack Snyder on an iPad <coughs> on a Zoom call, and they put him on a little Segway. I think they even put him on like a little RC car so he could properly direct Ezra in the shots that they needed. And that's how they did the reshoots for Ezra. Because he was over in, in London, and financing would not allow them to go over to the London set. For so Fantastic all they could Beasts. do was London Calling. London Calling. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> London Calling. I want a trailer with London Calling and all the fucking flash footage. That's what I need in on the internet. So, internet, get to it. But... Um, he also went on to say, confirm that the Robin in this Justice League universe is Dick Grayson and that there is a Robin Easter egg as to what happened to him. Because we all saw jokes on you, Batman, ha-ha, spray-painted on the Robin outfit in, I believe it was Batman vs. Superman. And we might actually find out what happened to Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Ow. Yeah, Dick Grayson. And uh, about that. in the next article, we'll actually see another character who is going to be joining this as well. Which is Joe Magne- uh, Magnello? Maganella? Joe Manganella. Okay. Manganella. Thank you. Um, he reveals our new look at Deathstroke. To where Deathstroke has a killer mohawk. And uh, the caption says, heroes and villains can put their differences aside for an important cause, which I'm sure is Steppenwolf, not the band. They may be joining to stop uh, Steppenwolf, I don't know. Yeah, but on a magic carpet ride. Um, No, he'll make a good... (laughs) Perfect. He'll make a a good uh, Deathstroke. Yes, he will. Um... I, I I really think that if we're not going to get that Batman, uh, Batfleck, Deathstroke movie, that if we could add him in there and Joker, they're saying um, it's not going to look like the Suicide Squad Joker, but it is going to be Jared Leto. So I do like that as well. Um, I just think with this mini, it's perfect that it is a mini series instead of trying to squeeze it into two separate, you know. Movies. Now you're getting that miniseries to where having all these villains can make sense. Absolutely. But that's really the the key thing that I like about this is how much attention they're putting in it. And another thing that's getting attention is the next story, which is one sly. Stallone. Sylvester Stallone is joining the cast of the Suicide Squad. Stallone shared recently on his post, I believe they have the post in uh, the story below. Um, But, and, oh my god, yeah, you have to add that. Good morning, everyone. You can leave the audio and I'm on my way over to do a little work. Oh, yeah. With a great director. (laughs) James Gunn <laughs> on Suicide Squad 2, and I think it's a spectacular effort. I saw it, and it's unbelievable. So I'm very proud to be included, and I can't tell you anything more about it because you're going to have to wait and see that, but it's going to be well worth the wait. Anyway, keep punching. Did I miss something? And see you in the I don't movies. hear it. You don't hear it? Or you. 
So, essentially, yeah, you'll have to watch the podcast. Um, he's on his way over to do a little work with the great director James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. <laughs> um, and he was pretty much after he made this Instagram post. He deleted it, which means he was not supposed to say that shit. So, <laughs> I don't think we were supposed to know that Sylvester Stallone was in this movie. But, but it's good to know, right? And, you know, it's I'm going to go there and go, and, you know, I got I to make it happen. So I got to go over and talk to Kevin Gunn over in MMR in Philadelphia. I don't know why I got to drive from California to Philadelphia, but, you know, it got me in the movie. Why? I'm sorry, that's James Gunn. Um, but I like this, but I'm also thinking that maybe he's the villain in this because we haven't no, had, I, I really enjoyed your Sylvester Stallone voice. I thought it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> but I'm really thinking that maybe we have a, a villain Rambo, not Rambo per se, but a villain. That Sylvester would be Stallone. awesome if he was Rambo. That's what I want. Hey, peacemaker, get a piece of this. <laughs> and then John Cena's like, you weren't supposed to be able to see me. <laughs> I might be mixing mediums here. I'm not sure, but... A little bit. <laughs> I still think that this is... A, it's, well, wow, it this, is this is doable. <laughs> it's doable. You know, you get sly in there just being sly, but I think him in the villain role would be perfect to capitalize on that um, because you already know all the quote-unquote anti-heroes in the movie, so it's just best to keep going on that. Um, but something you else, something else you want to keep going on is the next story because they want to keep going with Constantine 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's that was, not that the title a really of good movie. But Peter Stormare... That, that's not a thing. No. No. You sure? <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure... No. I'm, I'm banning you right now. So I'm no. pretty sure I saw <laughs> in the story, Peter Stormare said that, you know, it was Constantine to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I think it would really hit. It would really hit with the kids, you know? Um, but we see his tweet here. He played quite possibly one of the, another trolls movie. He quite possibly played one of the best versions <laughs> of Satan, besides somebody that uh, myself and the old man know uh, on the big screen. Though uh, the first movie, what? Peter took uh, onto Instagram to confirm that Constantine Two is in fact in the works, and his caption is quite simply the easiest way to say it. Which was... I still remember when he played the Russian cosmonaut in Armageddon. Sequel. hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Sequel. He's just like evicting the Russian nation. Oh, wow. Yeah, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. But I oh, yeah. loved him as Berlin in Blacklist. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. He was awesome as Berlin in Blacklist. Man, this guy has had those roles. Like, you've seen him, you've heard his voice acting in games and animated stuff and movies. It's just, this guy is, he's, oh, it's that guy! That's the guy. <laughs> you know, there's there's certain actors where you will never remember their name, but you see their face and be like, I'm your biggest fan! I don't even know he your name! the one that I was talking about last week in our and our final question, him. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Because I loved him as Satan. 
He was so perfect in that role. And I think that this movie is definitely something that they need to capitalize on because it, especially with the resurgence of Keanu Reeves, capitalizing on this is the best way to do it because DC has also confirmed that this is in their multiverse of DC extended universe. So Constantine is in that extended universe, just like everything else there. So especially if you're bringing in Flash, how dope would that be? If you just see Keanu Reeves, John Constantine for like even a flash of a second, you just see him battling some hell demons in another universe while Flash is running by. this This is just a question for the audience. Did Keanu Reeves really go away enough to have a resurgence? Or was he just awesome and he stayed being awesome? Well, that was a press word, but I really have... uh, That's what I was confused about myself, because I was like, he went away? Well, he did kind of deviate from action-y stuff and did a lot of romance stuff. He was in a band! Maybe that's what they mean. And then he came back pretty hard with John Wick after, I think, like a break from doing movies like that and that kind of... Oh yeah, yeah he, he, had that, he had that. He got bored like, with it, and he wanted to like try something. Hiatus else. after the Matrix. But well, now you have him in confirmed in away. Matrix Four as Neo, so he's coming back in Matrix Four. Well, yeah, Might as well have him come back in Constantine too, man. We need content. This is twenty twenty. Cool, and he came back as uh, Chuck Norris. Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. see you killing. It was a reincarnated version of Chuck Norris, and which he had to. He was. Ta- he, they mixed it with Time Lord DNA, so he reincarnated as Keanu Reeves. All right, fair enough. Anything that involves Time Lords, I'm in for it. Sure. Yeah. So this will be like Watchmen. It is confirmed in the multiverse of DCdom. Uh, so we'll have to check out how that one goes. Like the next story, it sounds promising. Because Thor 4 is going to have one Chris Pratt Star-Lord in it as uh, as merely as we know now, as it's just a cameo. But the Hollywood Reporter says that Chris Pratt is set to appear as Star-Lord in Thor Love and Thunder alongside Chris Hemsworth. And it isn't clear how big of a role the Star-Lord will have, but Pratt will join the production when it begins filming in Australia in early 2021. The Hollywood Reporter also teases that other Guardians and even Avengers could pop up in Thor 4 too. This is uh, this will be Pratt's fifth appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and fans have remained hopeful that Thor and the Guardians will interact again in the MCU sooner rather than later. Vin Diesel seemingly let it slip that the crossover was going to happen when he mentioned that Guardians could he appear in Thor 4. <laughs> But they translated that. And everybody is looking at your chest. Um, But they translated I Am Groot into, yeah, you may see some Guardians in Thor 4. And uh, Marvel did not confirm that this was true at the time, but now it uh, raised the question about which Guardians members could potentially pop up. Well, it's probably going to be Rocket, Groot. I Am Groot, too. I Am Groot. Right. Yep, I am Groot too, buddy. Uh, and we were, uh, we'll have to see how this turns out. February 11th, 2022 is when Thor Love and Thunder comes into theaters. But especially with uh, Chris Pratt in there, with how Endgame left off, you had Thor zooming off into space. They already told us we're going to see space sharks. So how's he going to see the space sharks? He's chilling with the Guardians. 
So that just makes sense. Space sharks? Yeah, man. Space sharks. Okay. Didn't know there were sharks in space. You no. need a bigger boat. But something else that's going bigger is the next story, which is, uh, of course, uh, Short Circuit. <laughs> it's getting a remake, and uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be the greatest, uh, most amazing uh, film of all time. Short Circuit remake is in the works from Spyglass. Johnny Five! Yes. Uh, the time is coming to rewire their short circuits because Spyglass Media Group has decided to remake the 1986 film Short Circuit. They're adding Eduardo uh, Cicernos and Jason Schumann to the writing team to twist the origin, giving it a Latinx spin on the family fun film. So... Johnny Five is going to be made in Mexico. So you're going to hear the translation of "Hey, laser lips, your mother was a snowblower." In I still Spanish. use that. That's a solid burn. <laughs> it is a solid burn. <laughs> <laughs> so the original film was directed by John Badham, uh, Saturday Night Fever, and War Games. It also starred Ali she- uh, Sheedy. Sheedy. Yeah, Ali Sheedy of The Breakfast Club, Steve Gutenberg of The Big Green, Fisher Stevens of Secession, in a comedy based uh, based on Number 5, an experimental military robot hit by lightning and given human-like intellect, because oh, that's gosh, believable. I, I love that movie Fisher it came Stevens out. and brown face. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I had forgotten all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they can't do that now. No, no, they can't have another rendition. Well, of and just to show you what an idiot I was, I totally bought it at the time. So like, did I, I. I! Totally bought it. So did I! I was I mean, like, all right, whatever, keep going. <laughs> what, like eight yeah, but how old were you when you saw it the first time? You were I don't know like, what year did it come out. <laughs> uh, it had it was like it was eighty six. It was the year I was born, so obviously I wasn't too coherent as to. I was eight years old. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I was seven. So. Yeah. There was. Mm-hmm. Th- I watched it, it much later. I'm sure it was on VHS or syndication. Yeah. Because, you know. Right back. Or Betamax. Could have been Betamax. Could have been Betamax. Uh, <laughs> Projects X Entertainment will be produ- uh, produced by James Vanderbilt of Amazing Spider Man, Paul Neenstein, and William Shurock, ready or not, uh, along with Rehab Entertainment's hey, uh, John. W. Hyde, who will return to his original role as executive producer with Trissa Kelton. The film stars Luis Garando Martin, uh, Mendez from Murder Mystery and Charlie's Angels and Connor Del Rio of Unfriended Dark Web, and as well as Juan Pablo es- uh, Espinosa of La Fan. So we'll have to see how Latin Johnny Five makes it. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be, you know, charging issues, maybe. I don't know. But we'll have to see how that turns out. So we'll probably update him from the picture that we see here. Yeah. I would like to see an updated version of Johnny Five. I don't want him to go too iRobot on it, though. But I do kind of want them to pull from the original, you know, and not go too crazy on it. But the next story... 
Well, they can go as crazy as they want. Because Apple is developing Tetris, the movie, with... Uh, hold on, what? Taron Edgerton. One more time. Apple. <laughs> you know, Steve Jobs. Uh-huh. All phone you yeah, have. He's, he's not here no more, so that... They have Apple TV, and now they're going to do Tetris, the movie. All right. Taryn Edgerton is going to be the square block, and then they're going to have somebody else come in as the L block. No, it's going to be kind yeah. of like... Is this the origin of tr- Tetris the game? Yes. It's more of like a, like what right, uh, the Facebook movie that came out, movie, you know, Tetris. with Lex Luthor. I forget his name. Um, as uh, Mark Zuckerberg. But so less that makes so more much Cassidy more sense. sense. Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, Jesse Eisenberg. So it's going to be more like the... the the social network, or yeah, that was the network. Uh, that was yeah. the movie. This it's going to be like the social network, where they're breaking down the story of Tetris. And uh, Deadline reports that Apple is slotted, giggity, into Tetris the movie, the story of the groundbreaking video game. That since we even mentioned the name, you're now going to have that tune playing in your head for the next week. You're welcome. Um. Uh, it's the story of the groundbreaking video game that has Taron Edgerton starring Stan and Ollie filmmaker uh, John S. Bollard directing. Edgerton is playing Henk Rogers, a Dutch video game designer who secured the rights to distribute Tetris on consoles when it was found uh, pop. Uh, when, you know, it was found into popularity. He was heavily involved in the dispute that arose in the uh, in the franchise. Uh, the franchise's copyright in the 1980s. Noah Pink penned the screenplay. Uh, cast as being finalized for the roles includes including Russian software engineer Alexei Patyov, who was uh, the creator of the game. So they're really going through everything in here and telling you the story of Tetris to where you have this Russian-made game that went everywhere around the world to where everyone knows its name. Thank you, Game Boy. Yeah, and that was the reason because thank you, you word got, processor. You got Game Boy, you, and you had Tetris, and you had Super Mario Brothers, and that was the original brick. Super Mario Land. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. It was the it was the uh, story of the gold coins. Like the, the that's what you had to get in Mario Land. But do you want to see more? You know how this game was made in a film docu film you know kind of format do you want to see that do you want to see something that's you know do you want to see tetris the movie as in actual blocks and each block has its own personality yes yes that is what i want from hollywood i didn't want it at first now i do and then I want that. when they blink out of existence it's like each block is dying and it's like an apocalypse but the person I mean, playing the game. The Battleship movie was pretty entertaining. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come on, Hollywood. You got something they in there. Precedence here. What else are you doing? What else are you doing? Hey, man. Pixar has cars. But you suck my Transformer. Oh, yeah. Sorry, wrong whatever. <laughs> but you can find all these games and more at the next story, which is our advertisement of the Game and DVD Exchange over at 23 East State Street in Medio Media PA. Uh, And you can go visit Mac. Hey, Mac. You can pack. (laughs) You can pack right in front of the yard. 
<laughs> and they can say, hey, Mark, Mark, where's my PS5s, Mark? <laughs> Mark, PS5s, Mark! His duct-taped PS2 and 3 together. <laughs> I don't. Um, but you can find Tetris. You can find all the great stuff, including look on their $5 wall, man. Everything oh, there, $5, man. We're going to go there live again. <laughs> Certain circumstances. Ma, where's the PS5? <laughs> Certain circumstances have held us up on future plans, but we're gonna do a retro night and put out content with these guys over at the Game DD Exchange and give you guys some good stuff to actually look forward to. So Mac will be coming more along the lines of PJ. You'll be able to see more Mac of po- uh, Mac pockets hot his car in Harvard Yard coming. <laughs> So with coming with the word Mac, M A K, Mac. You can do Hey Mac, and then you have like a, a derp face mark underneath of it, and that's the T-shirt. I love that. Just pull photo from his <laughs> Facebook. <program. laughs> I, think of- should, I think I think it should be like Wedding Crashers. It's just say on the front, it should say Mac, and the back, back it should say. Where's the PS5? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Get on that shirt, Kelly. Are ever... He oh, picked no. the wrong time to stop watching, poor man. Our our merchandise department, no, no, Kelly, is watching. well on the case. And somebody who else is on the case is the next story because we have Marvel announcing that Marvel's Avengers, Kate Bishop DLC, well, they gave us a release date and, a fin- and finally... Uh, Kate Bishop will arrive on December 8th as free DLC, and the other Hawkeye, Clint Barton, will uh, arrive early 2021. Next-gen versions will arrive in 2021 after a delay in October. Kate Bishop will come to the game as part of a new campaign operation, Taking Aim. And full screen that bitch. That is great footage here. With I I know a lot of people have abandoned Avengers game, but uh, fast forward to about thirty seconds. Um, yeah, right about there. So we we got the overall Avengers the game the core game was setting up. Kamala Khan's journey was forming the band together. Now, with the DLC they're going to be releasing, it's going to be a lot like story arcs in a comic, to where this Kate Bishop is starting off a new story arc in this game, to where we're now getting, you know, a young female Hawkeye, and Kate is searching for her former mentor, Hawkeye, uh, but also she discovers a conspiracy involving Nick Fury, time travel, and a frightening new enemy. Um, <coughs> gameplay of Kate shows her using both ranged bow and sword melee attacks. Uh, the melee finisher is with the sword and being able to teleport distances using quantum tech stolen from AIM. As you'd hope from uh, Hawkeye, uh, Kate comes with multiple arrow types of razor, scatter, and explosive and smokescreen arrows. She can also create a distracting decoy hologram to use a warp arrow to teleport and use her ultimate, which is a quantum-empowered arrow. A what-empowered arrow? Quantum-empowered. Okay. It either is or isn't an arrow at the same time. 
bring that to your philosophy class and suck it. <laughs> but I think they're kind of <laughs> they're really stretching with the quantum. <laughs> I'd like to see their math. Anyway, you know, it's kind of like any sci-fi series. They look latch on to a new yeah, word, quantum, uh-huh, and they yeah, just use good. it to describe everything. Like all you need to do, all you need to do is re- reverse the polarity. No, I think you jinxed it when you put when you said daredevil sliding mechanic. Yeah, um, but the smoke screen. De- uh, yeah, why are we seeing? Why are we watching your kid play games? Uh, uh, we don't need to see your your child. That's a fans only thing. We don't need that. No, we don't. Um, no, that is not. A, we're not. No, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> it's not right. I I don't have to. There's going to be that. two posts. Connor I'm glad that he <laughs> said fans only instead of only fans because we can pretend fans only is the, like the kids' ne- the uh, YouTube version. version. That's yeah. exactly what I, I don't was like. Going I don't with. like the idea of that. I'm either. not dyslexic at all. That's exactly what I was going mm, with. Uh, uh, there's only going to We're be gonna two do posts that, on then. that. There's only going to be two posts, and that's going to be Connor playing video games and the Swear thing to God, if the FBI shows up yeah, to your they're house, they're going to show up to your house. house. That's what's going to happen. I would imagine. No, no, no. We want to make it like that, but for kids. Yeah, real. Uh-huh. I'm sure you do, yeah, sir. Right this way. And the algorithm's <laughs> already working. It's already in there. It's on top. Yeah, I know you've hit everything. He was just playing games. I'm sure he was, sir. Keep, get in there. All right. Um, but we also see Super Adaptoid, which is the new big baddie in here, where he, he uh, actually has the powers of Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and everybody combined. So this is going to be a very He's big like the baddie. Captain Planet. He's our hero. No. Um, but a brief I teaser. Heart. <laughs> heart. Um, fast forward I'm to a little bit later on. Keep going. How are you? Um, a lot of the gameplay here we see with the blank really making traversing the terrain very easy, no matter the biome and no matter the map. Um, I really think that if they keep doing this with their characters, they could really go a long way. Um, but also, fast forward to the very end, it's like, yeah, right around there, I believe. Um, because we also see a brief teaser showing Clint Bart, what the Clint Barton DLC will be like in early 2021 as a part of Operation Future Imperfect, which will take place in the future where all hope is lost, including a villainous old Hulk, which we see on the throne right there. He's got Cap Shield. That's screaming old man Logan to me, minus the hillbilly inbred children. I was going (laughs) to say. Yeah, minus the the hillbilly inbred children. But going along this line, I can really see the story arc DLC line complementing this game and bringing the comic fans back. And especially when you keep innovating the characters and the play styles, like I want to play with Kate Bishop. I feel like she would be a fun character to play with, even though I still want Hawkeye as the you know original Hawkeye. I think he would be badass. Give me Kate Bishop. That's just like give me Miss Marvel. Looks like they're working on it over Captain Marvel. You know, I think that they're they're doing a lot of different things with this game to where there's. It's not. It may not be all that popular now, but I feel that more players will be coming back to this in the future. We'll like the next story, 
coming sometime in the future, maybe by 2077, we have Cyberpunk 2077. That was the release date, did you? Yeah. We have a gameplay trailer here, and CD Projekt Rez, uh, Red closed out its latest Cyberpunk 2077 preview of this week's Night City Wire episode with one of the longest looks at gameplay from the upcoming game yet. Uh, the same Night City Wire episode also covered insights from Keanu Reeves on the topic of Johnny Silverhand. They had a huge like behind-the-scenes look at everything he was talking about doing mocap, comparing it to um, you know, Matrix and everything, and that was really entertaining. Um, an impressive look at the robust soundtrack of the game, so there's a lot of different stuff you'll be able to look at there, but you won't be able to get your grubby hands on it until December 10th. So the gameplay wasn't the t- kind of gameplay preview that most people would prefer to see, uh, where it's straight up hands-on gameplay on your hands-on pad playing around, where you can see the HUD and everything. Um, the footage still shows us a ton of footage from Cyberpunk 2077. Gangs, pivotal NPCs, weapons, combat, and the many different parts of Night City players will explore can uh, be seen throughout the amounts of the five-minute footage. You'll be uh, playing the game in Night City as an outlaw who's got the power to choose their path through the dizzying number of options and crucial decisions you'll make while interacting with gangs and characters referenced previously. In true RPG fashion, your decisions made about your character will also govern how you're able to uh, approach the situation, whether that means going in stealthily or uh, with a technological advantage or getting your way through fo- uh, brute force. Uh, body modifications and other high-tech augmentations are a big part of 2077, and they'll help you through the missions. Unless uh, we see any other delays, we can expect this December 10th of 2021. Looks rather impressive. Um, I gotta say, it as big a game as it seems, I hope there's no other bugs that they have to delay this, because I want to get my hands on it. Before 2077. Yeah, well before 2077. And maybe walk on over to the Game and DVD Exchange and pick it up. And then Mark and I will have a laugh. But please don't and, end up being... And mention how him and Kelly are twinning. What? Um, okay. <laughs> so we'll have to see how this one turns out. But the next story is well off. Yeah, well off in the future. Artwork teased for the new Mass Effect. Um, this one we have seen last week. It's the, what do they Thing. call it? The uh, Mud Skipper. And one thing has people really thinking that this game is going to be more linked to Andromeda, which is the silhouettes in the, in the top picture up above there that we already saw. One more. That one of the silhouettes they're saying shows an Andromeda native, an Argarian. So that suggests that it'll be another Andromeda title. However, it could be a placeholder. It's just a picture. So no, no, no. it means something. Let's handle. We'll it. have to see. Now, I do. I think it's possible that they're going on with Andromeda just because the first one wasn't wildly successful. Of course, mm-hmm. it's possible. 
And there's a lot to be seen there. Now, when this next chapter takes place is another story entirely to where we really got to really look at that. But in the next, in the second picture, we saw another version of the, uh, another shot of the mud skipper in like a muddy water planet. Um, it kind of gives me a feeling of almost like a Star Wars, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I think it was the first Knights of the Old Republic where you found the gray Jedi in the swamp underneath. Right. Where it, it gives you that kind of Bioware feel <laughs> for like a sci-fi game to, I think, to really work. Um, but the next image shows structures striking, don't, don't uh, strikingly similar in design to that of the remnant architecture already featured in Mass Effect Andromeda. Once again, another thing going back to people saying that this is another Andromeda, um, you know, entry to where I'm fine with as long as you do this one good. Uh, the remnant were a mysterious advanced civilization that seemingly ruled Andromeda and then vanished before the events of Mass Effect Andromeda itself. So they skipped town right before you got in, which means, of course, that's a great neighborhood. Finally, this image that we see here shows uh, the construct of a new mass relay, the Harpen-like cool. structures, which uh, whoosh the Normandy back around the Milky Way back in the original trilogy. This one's even labeled the MR7, so I suppose there were a few more made, um, at least six of them. Mass Effect Project Director Mike Gamble had this to say, as quoted in the Bioware book, there's an incredible universe of history to draw from, and many more stories for us to tell. We're focused on creating something truly for the fans. So it really is only fans that will like this. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go there. It fit, you know? It's like Tetris. And come full Too circle. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what's not too soon. That's this next story. Because oh, goodness me. its name is Bond. James Bond. Copyright, copyright, copyright. <laughs> Hitman Studio! Is working on a new James Bond video, man, and they even got a teaser trailer for us. I don't know why I went Jamaican. Um, because James Bond's totally Jamaican now. Oh. I I can't wait for this because I used to. I think I said this in previous podcast. I actually used to do 007 Goldeneye tournaments. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did, and it was so fun. And you know the rules: no odd job. Yeah, no odd job. It's a character. Odd job. You were yeah. never invited. You're you're gone. You're, I'm odd job. I'm odd job. Fuck you. Why you're not it. The person who picked odd job never got killed because he he had a smaller character profile. Yeah. So, so you didn't get a headshot. <laughs> like the hitboxes actually matched it. So like yeah, you'd be shooting and the auto. It would. It was. You were an asshole if you were odd job. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did that and perfect dark tournaments. They were those were good too. Yeah. So it's now been confirmed that uh, IO Interactive is working on the brand new James Bond game, currently known as the working title Project 007. What's more, the Project 007 will be an origin story for the famous spy, revealing how James Bond earned his double O status. If that doesn't get your dick hard, I don't know what will. What more do you want from a James Bond game 
you get origins, you get shit you have never seen there before. You get you give me a first person shooter that reminds me of Goldeneye, I will love you forever. You could just siphon off money from my account for the rest of my life. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Just hook up a fucking catheter and an IV, and I'm fine. He just went for it. He, 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 yeah, he just went for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Project 007 will utilize the Glacier engine, uh, which powers IO Interactive's acclaimed Hitman games. Further details on what exactly the gameplay will entail or what else the game will feature are hard to come by. All that's been said by the developers that Project 007 is being developed in collaboration with We, G- we at PJ and WH will like to say that if you like this game and you have the testicular fortitude, <laughs> you will enjoy it. <laughs> sure. Testicular fortitude aside, Eon Productions, which should be going a long way to ensure that the co- no, uh, of its high face. quality. <laughs> look at Katarina's face. <laughs> <laughs> that the license of the video games is typically known for. Sorry, so mom. they're putting the quality into the game. All right? They're putting the quality into the game. They're getting that classic GoldenEye feel into it. So I think this is really something that we can all stand by, which is we all want another 007 yeah, you game. You look like you have something to say. I'm just... Nope. I'm, no? No? <laughs> She's used I'm to good. Yeah. You have something to say. Okay. I'll tell you what. Maybe I like, it's about this next story. I like this. I like 007, but I like this next story even better. Because uh, it's cool, as it were. Bud Light made a game console. And it, it also cools two beers, which I think, Bud Light, come on. You got a six-pack console, and you're only cooling two beers? Step your game up, bro. Come on now. Fuck you, There's a trailer? Yes, there's a trailer. I actually would really? prefer if it was like a mini freezer to keep your ice cream cold in between. Yes, but <laughs> Bud Light... Oh, are beer drinkers. While running Doom at 1,000 frames per second. <clears throat> Bud Light, the beer brand producer in Hazard Bush, has created a video game console. It's called the BL6. And yes, it will keep two of your beers cold. It has a 16 gigabytes of memory and six games, including Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 4. It has a built-in Asus projector. It has two form factor, uh, a form factor of a six-pack of beer, and this isn't the only company to do it. Miller Lite's Can Troller, which, uh, of course, was a can of beer that you could game with. Um, But the problem with these devices is that you can't get it. You can't even find the Can Troller for crying out loud. The Bud Light's BL6 is currently. Uh, going up for uh, about $1,000 at auction. Fuck that. So if you want to play Soul Calibur 4 and so Tekken 7, no, let, you probably just... have a better chance of buying a mini fridge and a console and then just reaching over, grabbing why, your why beer. Would I need to, why would I need to buy a new console when I can buy the... Xbox One. Because this one's ultra rare and it's going to be worth a lot of money. Because this one keeps your beer cold. They've only made four of them, damn it. 
They may have only made four of them. You can't fucking find them. Who knows how many they have? This thing may be fucking $500 million by the time we grow old. We don't know. I'm not going to snub it, man. If somebody wants to give me a BL6, I will take it, keep it in a box, and invest in that shit thoroughly. But I really like that one. I think it's a, a, a interesting, you know, ploy. Um, but the next story, once again, another awards segment. This one will be easier because it's the Game Awards, man! The Game Awards 2020 nominees were announced. Jeff Keighley has announced the nominees for the Game Awards. The nominees in each category are now available for public voting. And winners will be awarded as part of the uh, twenty uh, the Game Awards 2020, which will be live-streamed on December 7th, or December 10th, rather. And the categories and nominees are... Game of the Year, we have Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. Old man, where are you sitting? I'm going to try to act surprised. How can you compare? Um, so, <laughs> how, do you, how would you compare Animal Crossing with Doom Eternal, please? Well, I, <laughs> I still play Animal Crossing. I didn't like. How, how do you compare? Yeah, I know because those there's those a Progenitor Island in Animal Crossing right now for all of yes, you that want to find is. it. I think. Um, I think my wife uh, didn't she got didn't she uh, visit it? Um, I haven't. I haven't logged. They're back very different gaming been, experiences. Work, but, is my point. Um, it's I'd a. Like to it's go, vastly I'd like different. I like to go with the top three in this list. Would be you know, the the Final Fantasy VII remake, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, or and Last of Us Part Two. I will have to say, because the story was not as good, um, I will have to give the remake of Final Fantasy as my game of the year. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, because Ghost of Tsushima, it was good, but honestly, it was Dark Souls. You know, it was something that we've seen over and over and over again. Um, it was as great as it, it was. It was a gorgeous game. It, it, it was. Just... was. It was a good story. But once again, it's we, it's regurgitated. We've seen that premise over and over again. Not to say that, obviously, the Final Fantasy remake, it's something that's already been done. But it was done in a different aspect that revitalized it. It gave it life. And if you haven't but played it, But do you think gonna... that the significance that Animal Crossing had when it came out to everyone that you know, was homebound during the pandemic. It's all I saw on my feed for months. People building those on because that I I have not seen that kind of thing with any other see, game this year. But that's what really makes And I don't this know if they take that harder. into consideration. But that's what makes this year harder is because there wasn't a lot of AAA titles that were released. People pushed back. You have the whole COVID situation that happened, which crippled everybody, not necessarily the yeah. video games were really hit by it, but you have, you know, Animal Crossing, obviously it's a big fan favorite, so that's what you have to play against. Popularity versus Doom Eternal, which Doom is synonymous with hardcore, gritty, violent, amazing action that you will always love. Final Fantasy VII strikes at your heart chords because this is your childhood. This is a game that you loved, and now it's in this new revamped way. That's where I'm more siding with Final Fantasy over everything. I know Hades and all of them have gotten a lot of press, but I think ultimately it's down to Last of Us Part Two and uh, Final well, Fantasy you look VII. At, you also look at the year 
And normally, like in, in a standard year, you know, non-pandemic, people are still are already starving for new content because they want to play the next thing. Yeah. And then you throw a pandemic on top of that. This is where we had like, you know, we had we had that bitch Carol Baskin on our TV for like the longest time only because. God, that was this pandemic. year, wasn't it? That was this year, but it was like many so much happened this year. And now, now she's on Dancing with the this Stars. This year has lasted a whole decade. <laughs> exactly. It has. So it feels like that's show. other people too. And okay. this has been yeah, 2020, enough. folks. We'll enough. see you next week in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> We're just skipping a decade because fuck it. This one's been long enough. <laughs> but but with that being said, it's you know. When you throw everybody in a pandemic and in lockdown, they're going to be, it's going to be amplified to the nth degree. Yes. That's so we'll go on here. Uh, best game direction Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life Alix, and Last of Us Part II. Uh, game direction, I can't really speak in this one. Half Life Alix was really, I mean, that was. You never thought you were getting another Half-Life franchise in your lifetime. And then they came out with Half-Life Alex this year. So just that being on the list in, in general, I'm going to side with. Because you never thought you'd get another one. Now you get this. It's VR, so it's new technology, breaking new grounds. You still have a lot of bugs and different things that people don't like about it. But overall, you're getting that Half-Life world. And it's even more immersive. So that's where I'm kind of siding with that one. Best narrative, we have uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part II. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of re, uh, repeats in here. So with art direction-wise, that is a little bit more of a, you know, a viable thing to where anybody could really win. Best yeah, music it's more score. subjective. Yeah, best music score, same thing. Doom Eternal, Doom's always had great music. Final Fantasy VII, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part Two. To where I think these uh, titles that are not repeating, they may have the chance to win because Ori and the Will of the Wisps is you know one of those titles that it just captivated people when they did get into it. Um, best audio design, we have uh, Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alyx, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and Last of Us Part 2. I, I would have to give that one to Last of Us, but just because of the unique sound effects to create yeah. the infected person. Yeah, and the where I could see Last of Us really dominating that, because... I mean, splatter effects when you're jamming somebody with a, a chainsaw or, you know, shooting them with a shotgun, that's impressive, but all the different kinds of effects that you have to have audio-wise for The Last of Us, I kind of see that pulling forward. Uh, best performance, we have Ashley Johnson as Illy, uh, Laura Bailey as Abby, Tasuki Tazushi as Jin, we have Logan Cunningham as Hades and... Hey, don't, Nin- don't even try it, Matt. Najim Jitterm as Miles Morales. Uh, and obviously, you know, a lot of these, you know, it's just strictly subjective. Uh, games of Impact. If found, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. Uh, Spitf- Spitfare. Tell me why. Through the darkest times, spirit fair, spirit fair. 
Uh, best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Boys, where are you putting your chips there? Can I, can I intervene? Can I talk? Yes, yeah. yes, go ahead. So for this one, definitely would be Call of Duty Warzone. And even though Call of Duty Warzone is getting a lot of heat still because it's a free game, so there's still so much hacking going on in that. Yeah. Um, and then it's probably Apex since they put out that new uh, patch. Yeah. Pretty big again. Fortnite, unfortunately, is still there, but I don't know anyone that plays Fortnite. Well, they're doing more of... That's more well, you don't lines of children. You don't hang out with eight? Four and they added the Marvel thing. You're adding all the Marvel characters in there, so yeah, that's really more still, the kid market. But that's also really a big chance of that winning that section because you have so many more young people than you do the old people who are gaming. Cha-ching. I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Th- I'm trying to say we're fossils, Kelly. We're ancient no, fossils, no, listen, Fort- and we're outdated. No, a lot of the a lot of the major <laughs> Fortnite streamers are 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 in their late twenties, the, the mid thirties. Um, the best streamers played Fortnite were all our age or just a little younger because they have all the monies, and twelve year olds generally don't. <laughs> yeah, but all the twelve year olds that are on that usually usually are pretty wealthy, and they're like, "Hey, here, just." Spend all the money to buy all the shit. But I'm yeah. glad No Man's Sky is on there because they did an update. And I was just actually reading about this recently because I started playing it again. No Man's Sky, after the update, it's... they a lot of cool stuff to it. We were just... Yeah. <laughs> I actually just mentioned <laughs> No Man's Sky to Big Brother. And I was just is like, it, oh, you know... Is it any deeper than an inch and a I half was like, anymore? Marvel's Avengers could turn into, like, a No Man's Sky to where they really bring it back. And he was just like, ah, oh, who still plays No Man's Sky? And then Kelly's like, you know, I recently got back into No Man's Sky. I did. Well, all right. So I heard there was a big update, and there was. And it's actually... They added a lot to it. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, remember when you build a base for no reason? Yeah. Um, but now the base actually is important, and you can. There's just a lot. I mean, it's pretty cool how you can crash the economy in the game. I don't know. I, I, there's a All lot. Right. Of cool I mean, No Man's uh, Sky. It was. It was that survival market in the gaming. It's almost like, like a different thing. They got yeah, this you like other Minecraft, game. Then you would like No Man's Sky. It's it's yeah. basically an upgraded Minecraft, but you can go to other worlds. Yeah. Well, uh, fair yeah. enough. Um, we have best indie game, uh, Carry On, uh, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunking 2, Electric Boogaloo, that's not the title, and Spitfire. Um, okay. so, uh, you know, a lot of indie games there. Uh, indie games, as far as that goes, it's usually the title you haven't heard of. So, uh, best debut game, Caron, Mortal Shell, Raji, and Ancient Epic, Roki and the games you're talking about Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia was one that was really gaining on Steam. Um, I know that it's kind of like in that horror realm, so a lot of people are really getting into that. Um, best mobile game we have Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Ritura, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. So you can go to everything from you right now. Yes, yes, we are. Um, best community support, we have Apex Counter-singing. Legends. Counter-singing. 
Destiny 2, Fall, uh, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. So still all the way up there. I, I, I can't believe people are still playing Destiny 2. Um, but I see, you know, Apex Legends. I see Apex Legends just keep coming back into this into this list, which just kind of speaks to a good game. You know, they did a recent update on it, and a lot of people are liking that update. Okay, it's either I'm telling you though, it's either I'm I'm seeing because I watch a lot of content creators on on YouTube and on Twitch and Facebook. I lot of, I watch a lot mm-hmm. of gaming, and I've noticed that I don't know, Chris, because like we talked about it a little bit, but I don't know if you've noticed it's. It's almost like Warzone and Apex are against each other. Like you either like Warzone or you like Apex. There's nobody. Oh, all right. Well, that's fair it's enough. Nice. I mean, you know, especially like it has its followers. I guess. Yeah. I wonder why. You know, it's like Pepsi and Coke. There's that rivalry yeah, I, there. Yeah, technically. Yeah. yeah. So best AR VR game. We have Dreams, Half Life, Alex, Marvel's Iron Man. Star Wars Squadrons and Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners got completely panned in reviews. Uh, Squadrons was, I mean, overall, I think people liked it. Marvel's Iron Man, we talked games. about. Yeah. No, I can afford a VR game. Yeah, well, I mean, the fucking VR sets are so expensive. Yeah, Quest. I mean. Nobody can afford the VR set. It's like, hey, you want to get $800,000? Well, the, you have the uh, Oculus Quest 2, which is a little got more affordable. But that's not playing all, necessarily all these games, and you have to have a good PC to hook that into to then play these games, or you got to have the HTC Vive or you know one of the other stuff. So it's not self-contained, which is why VR really isn't bringing you know popping off right now. You know, I think they're doing a lot with the technology, but in the next coming years, I think we'll see a lot more people coming into that forefront. Um, but that brings us down to innovation in accessibility. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legions. In best, uh, best action games, we have uh, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alyx, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4 was awesome. I'm just saying. Streets of Rage was a huge, huge uh, cult favorite. I know Ultimate Wolljanger, Moisel Robinson, loves Streets of Rage. And, you know, especially you have that new entry in there. So I'd like to see that one do good. We have Best Action and Adventure Games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ori... And the Will of the West, Star Wars Jedi, The Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'd like to see Star Wars, but I really don't see that uh, taking out, you know, Valhalla. Yeah, we have a lot more categories Last here. Of I don't us. think we're going to get on to all of them here. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's still like, oh, there's a million. There's a million. Yeah, the only one that the only one that I'd like to actually talk about is the content creator of the year. Okay, um, let's go down to content creator. That yeah, right here we have Alana Pierce. Who first off, I want to congratulate Alana Pierce because she just got signed on to the God of War studio as a uh, Santa Monica a minor, Studios. Santa Monica Studios as a minor writer. So she's not a lead writer, but she's in this the God of War studios as a writer. So she's going to be contributing to that. She's been on IGN, 
love her to death. YouTube creator, content creator, streamer. She's doing it live and all the time. Really hope she win, and she already won a content creator of the year award already. So yep. uh, for another thing, so I see her wholeheartedly p- picking up this because she does a lot of stuff for you know everything in gaming. Okay, is there uh, anybody else? Jay no. Ann Lopez, uh, Nick Marks, and a whole bunch of other names that I don't know. Kelly, what name stands out on this th- list to you? So both Nick, Mer- Nick Merckx and Tim the Tapman are both really good content creators, especially they're ca- kind of different. Nick Merckx is a Fortnite champ, and he is one of the best, one of the best Warzone players. Uh, okay. Tim the Tapman does a lot of different kind of creation. He's a little more comical. Um, both are really good friends with Dr. Disrespect. Now, Dr. Disrespect would have been on this list had he not. He took that leave, though. Well, he took that leave, but then he came back and broke all the YouTube records. In one stream, he streamed four million. Uh, he he went over uh, Ninja by like five hundred thousand viewers in one okay. stream, first stream back, and he didn't get put on this. this I, I don't know a couple. You know, with what happened with him at Twitch and whatnot, no one knows exactly what's going on with that. Still, yeah, yeah. He lost. He lost his. He lost his uh, uh, Call of Duty uh, partnership. He lost his. Uh, is uh, what's it called? Uh, affiliations. Yeah, he lost a lot of things, but I mean, but he also gained some with Rogue Company, which is also I don't see it anywhere on here. Rogue Company is a really good game. I don't know if you guys have heard of it yet. No, I'm not familiar. It's a, it's look it up. It's a really cool game. He he helped he helped design one of the levels on there, just like he did with Call of Duty. But he would have been on this list, and he would have won this year had they not had esports not pulled him off. Which, by the way, speaking of esports, I don't know if you guys heard that esports is actually going away. Really, really. ESPN has confirmed that they are actually dropping esports. That's a shame. They look like they were having fun. Well, it's a shame, but I also see it going. You know, kind of like that whole G four effect. You know, to where they're going to shut having games esports division. Yeah, having games in that forum. Yes, it is advertising, but. I don't think you're really pulling the kind of numbers like you would on another project to where gaming is very much about you doing it. To where, yes, Twitch has uh, their own platform, but Twitch um, is very much... it's Kelly, they're shutting down their editorial operations of it. I, I heard that they're actually... ESPN is actually shutting down the esports portion of... I thought that esports was going to be bought out by somebody else's. Sort of no, I'm lo- I'm looking at they're they're just not reporting on it anymore. So it they're, could be happening, but they're just not talking about it. But yeah, they they're just care. not going to report on. Yeah, okay. well, they, they, they just lost all... 300 of their 500 positions. They're going to be laid off. So right, they just don't have the manpower. That so they're just not going to report on it anymore. It, all right, and it's due to COVID. Apparently. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that that that's not to say that it's not going to come back, but it probably won't. Um, uh, I need to say something real quick, fellas. Um, yeah. uh, I have to, because I'm, I'm doing a Twitchy Wilson show tonight, and a, bunch, a couple people are waiting on me. Twitchy Wilson show? Yeah, I'm going to be streaming tonight. The uh, epic return of the Twitchy Wilson show? You're dropping this on the Triforce podcast as a I special have- preview, an exclusive, if you will. It's going to be on the Perjangers and Wallhangers, and it's going to be 
Katarina's so just going to hop in and call you. Super done here. I'm going to be hitting record on there. So yes, Katarina will hop in and call you Thick Boy from time to time. So don't worry <laughs> yeah, about that. Do it, girl. <laughs> in several different accents. <laughs> can you please just say it in Portuguese for Yes, do it in Portuguese first. I don't even know that you can say Thick Boys in Portuguese. Oh yes, you can. You can say anything. Just Google it. <laughs> Google. Oh, I know what to say. Just like, you know, certain things lose their meaning in translation because the actual literal translation of that is not like, you know, like I'd yell at my window, damn boy, you thick. Like if you try to say that in Portuguese, um, caralho, homem, estás forte. Like, you know, it, doesn't, it just doesn't. I feel like you're yelling. Sounds, yeah, like I feel See, like you did something wrong. I feel, I feel yeah. like I should be getting my like my my clothes off the off the floor or something. Like, all right, yes, fine. I'll go do it. <laughs> yeah. I got, I gotta head out, guys. I'll talk to you all later. All right, all but right. another thing that's lost in translation is this next end segment, which is nerd casting. Which we probably should have gotten Kelly's uh, take before he left, but yeah, we'll find out next week. Nerd casting. I found a, a, a really good one that I would love to see in everything. Bill Murray. Nerd casting end segment for Bill Murray. Off the top of my head, what was it that Mark said? Dr. Doom. I thought Mark Gervais's pick of Dr. Doom was really good in the family chat. Um, I would love to see Bill Murray in the Phase 4 or 5 whenever they pull up. You know the Fantastic Four? Bring me Bill Murray as Doctor Doom. I would definitely watch that. Um, although, and if we're going Marvel or DC side, I would love to see Bill Murray as uh, the Red Tornado, which is the animatronic <laughs> robot. I would love to see Bill Murray as the as the Red Tornado. That would be great. You know, maybe even with the Groundhog play. <laughs> now what 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 are you thinking for Bill Murray? That that's what that's my thought. Bill Murray, young or old, I will say that because Bill Murray as uh, Solid Snake, love that idea. Oh, that's so great. Well, he you know I mean you can have you can have Caddyshack Bill Murray as Solid Snake, but he would just be Snake or Naked Snake. And then, um, no, Naked Snake. That would be Bill Murray. Naked Snake. That would be Bill Murray. Yeah. And then, and then Bill Murray now would be Old Man Snake. <laughs> old Man or, Snake. <laughs> or Big Boss. That sounds so, so pornographic. Like Old Man Snake. It's an old guy with like a five. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> fourth time, man. It just comes out giggity. But Bill Murray, I also see him. Six. If you, I would love to see him as a, as like a gray Jedi. <clears throat> just no, he doesn't even have to have a lightsaber. You just have him on like some backwater planet. Could you imagine just, him with the comedic like him trying to egg Sam Jackson in the, <laughs> in the Phantom Menace? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I want Bill Murray as a Jedi. Can you That's... tell me why your pur- your lightsaber's purple, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. You have Bill Murray the Jedi. And then, you know, I mean, even Harold Ramis as, I don't know, a Sith. Bring him off from the dead. Um, we can CGI that shit. I would love Bill Murray Jedi. I think a whole movie series with that is necessary. 
Trilogy. Yeah, like need a trilogy. Trilogy TV series. Sign him up for a trilogy and now. then into an animated series because everybody needs a Jedi. Don't movie. write anything. Just just get on set and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, that is if you can. If, if you, you can, can get a hold of them. If you know how to get a hold of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the main thing with Bill Murray. But that's the caveat to this casting that, uh, you know, he, he I mean, would I, be I, able I, to get a hold of them. I mean, the classics for me would be like Bill Murray would, would play, would he do a good Joker? I mean, and oh. he would do his own version of Joker. He, he, he no, would, I see him more Riddler. Or, or like a trickster kind of... Trickster. Uh, I was trickster. going to say trickster. Yeah, trickster. He so, would be great. So I, yeah. s- I see him doing that because he's more like slapsticky comedy, you know, like yeah. like always nudging the elbow in your ribs because like, he can and just because he can. So, Toy Man. So my trickster one. Toy Man. going to be mine. Oh, yeah. Toy Man, he would be a great toy man. Yeah, he'd be fantastic. He, that would be a fucking that... Oscar role. Even though he's really great with physical comedy, I think his voice does a lot of the work for him, too. And I think that him voicing a droid in the Star Wars universe would be pretty amazing, too. Yeah, but I really like Taika Waititi as my droid. If I could get Taika Waititi as every, his droid voice as every Uh, audible thing ever, yes. Yes. Don't sleep on my Alan Tudyk as a droid voice, because his K2SO was freaking awesome. Which uh, IG Rogue One again. IG Eleven, come on now. Uh, IG Eleven and okay. having you my can phone. Them both. Having they my phone always tell me to se- that it's about to self destruct. You would can be love them both, just like you can love both <laughs> Marvel and DC and Star Wars and Star Trek. You have one for and your ways. Firefly and Firefly. We don't, we don't mention like, the there's room for everything in this that. world. No, okay. we don't talk about that. One. You mean people can disagree and, and still exist? Never. Oh, not in this political climate. No, well, it, de- it depends. We're not gonna we're not gonna cast that in a wide swathe because there are some hills that are appropriate to die on. However, I do not hate any of my iPhone people. Look, you either like what I like or my Android loving. You're evil. That that that's the American way. You either like what I like or you're evil. I'm 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 sorry, but that that's what I was taught. That's not how it goes. No. Yeah, I think I think you should just walk. I think you missed a few episodes in in (laughs) whatever show you. I might have misinterpreted that. But <laughs> you, you see behind you, behind the curtain, is the door for HR. Can you go there, please? <laughs> the Projanger HR department is waiting for me. I'm going to need you to log out. Well, unfortunately, he is the Projanger HR department. Yes. But writing department. And the on that yourself bomb, a demerit, sir. On that bombshell, we want you to hop over to PJANDWH.com, where you're going to find all the luggy and nuttiness and all of the funniest moments right here at the top. You're also going to come contact the team right here find, find us on all social media facebook youtube instagram and twitter and of course we end off this podcast with the thank yous we want to thank you jay boy mcneil we want to thank mark gervais john walsh for liking commenting uh commenting on last last week's drive force podcast eating friend chicken and popcorn with chopsticks as well as uh all of our U- uh, youtube and 
SoundCloud and AudioCloud followers. We thank you, we love you, and we miss you. And as always, I'm Matthew Bugirl, the Batman. To my left in the Perjanger quarantine box is Katarina Thermoscara. We have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We had Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly. We have our omnipotent presence, which is our producer, big brother, Stephen Bucaro. And as I always promise, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. And game on, boys and girls! We'll see you next week! Bye-bye! I'm going to be riding the lightning with Wonder Woman. All right, not in that sense, but... What the hell are you doing? I don't even know who she is. First off, Kelly, she is very hot, and this guy approves. That's right. I don't know who you're pointing at. Cardboard Kelly. The cardboard cutout of you. (laughs) Truly for the fans. So it really is only fans that will like this. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. Hey, but we're not going to try to get the the whole podcast famous by getting hit by a car. No. Look, they start to ask questions after, like, the second one. Yeah. Look, kids, why are you getting hit by cars? They, this is the second time they said you jumped your... Say it, jumped say it, well, I'm surprised that. I'm surprised none of those kids got hit by a car this year. The <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers, they just stand in the middle of the road. Look, here comes the car. Should we move? Um, nah, fuck them. Here, I want to make it like my shirt. I'm so glad that's not when I was taking this picture. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were. <laughs> Fresh. I would like to uh, draw your attention to the fact that I no longer have a poster board behind me. But actually, my blanket of t-shirts that my sister-in-law made me many years wow, ago. Wow, that's awesome. Dude, just watching some of those. And... Back to the future. See? Oh, Superman. That is awesome. Badass. I have Very Simon Pegg, uh, the Cornetto Trilogy poster, you know, so Hot Fuzz, um, Shaun of the Dead, and At World's yes, End. they're so Superman. Funny. Millennial Fal- Millennium Fal- Why can't I talk? Millennial Falcon. Eight bit. Hey, hey, now we got video. <clears throat> oh God. No. Firefly. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, I got everything. Yeah, I, I got Back to the Future. So now you can see us. Ninja Turtles. Okay. So, is everybody pleasantly happy with all the audio? Are you guys on nitrous? Am I on nitrous? Can you you shut the door? It's podcast time. Just waiting for the Portuguese to come out. No, we're we're friends today. (laughs) Where the fuck are my? It won't download. Where the fuck are my stories, you bitch? He's talking to the computer. Yeah. Don't mind me. I talk to myself all the time. I mean, all I think the time. We all do that. He's very abusive to his technology. I am. You hear what I, I talked to Leaf, Jay. Matt, I, did you hear what I said? Now that I have the stories in front of me, I can actually come up with good segues to, to block you from a segue. <laughs> <laughs> and you obviously didn't hear what I said because that is impossible.
<laughs> I am. I'm the fucking Matt Man. Are you kidding me? Do you remember? Hey, Matt? you're right here. Don't don't. I will knock you out, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Ah, oh, you. You remember the? You're in a void. I can't. The, uh, I can't. Uh, I can't hit you. Oh. Do you remember okay. the mask? Remember Dorian? How he puts the mask on? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And his voice changes. That's how yes. you fucking sound right now to me. I don't know why. You sound like you d- took nitrous. It's like you're really like, deep. Do we sound like that to anyone else? I don't know. It's just me, maybe. I don't know. You said your voices sound. How about now? How about now? It, it didn't change anything. I did. I hit a switch. He, he hit a switch. That's the only thing I did. I got a switch in front of me, which I turned. With Hang on. Either of the two. Let of you, me turn my little no, knob. Don't Let's, come out now. Let's uh, just start. Let me turn it's my fine, little but knob. Does anyone get? Does anyone know what I'm trying to say? Like how they sound? They sound like they took nitrous and the roots are. Yeah, they 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 sucked on dexa sulfur chloride, and they, you know, and it makes their voices sound like Darth Vader. Hexasulfur yeah. sulfur chloride? Something like that. Yeah. Why, they why would that it sound on, like that? They did that on Preston and Steve because it has the reverse yeah. effect of helium. Yeah, but why would we sound like that? Why are you going to be self-conscious about my fucking voice? That's the way you sound right now. It's my whole moneymaker, man. What do you mean? It hasn't actually made you money yet. <laughs> hey. We're going to end it. That means end it. one ah, thing. It's... <laughs> Super crazy all the time! Where's the man? Crazy. Super all the time. It's super crazy. Super crazy outside, I'm. I'm. Super crazy outside! Yeah!